Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Tuesday. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci. It's A5 Anthony behind the glass. Coming to you from Chop Studios. I hope everybody's doing well out there. I hope everybody actually stayed up for that game because for a little bit, I don't know if I I, I was questioning, do I bear, do I stay up? Like Brady looks like crap. The, the Bucks look stupid. Uh, the, the Saints are moving the ball a little bit, but not really. The game was That awful. was one of the most boring games that I've ever watched. Except and I did for. actually watch <laughs> the entire game, which is crazy. And I should have just done what I usually do on these games and just tune in in the last two minutes to see if it's a blowout. And it was kind of like a blowout. What, in the last two with, minutes? With three minutes to go. They so were down two scores. And Tom Brady strikes again. I think my favorite part of the game was when he wanted to go for it. And Todd Bowles was like, no, <laughs> get off the field. And then, the, obviously, it pays off. Like, field position, everything worked out. We'll get into the game in a little bit. Yesterday, some... Breaking news in the NFL, and that was uh, your boy, your favorite quarterback in the NFL, Baker Mayfield, found himself uh, with his walking papers as the Carolina Panthers decided to waive him, um, and now he's subject to waivers. Now, I ask you, is this the end of the road for Baker Mayfield? Right away, people are just like, oh, the 49ers, they need a quarterback. They need somebody to insert now because Jimmy G is gone and Brock Purdy's unproven and everybody else behind him is just, again, just journeymen or rookies or whatever. Does Baker Mayfield make sense for the San Francisco 49ers who are in absolutely the playoff contention picture? No. I think I said this yesterday. That Baker Mayfield right now is is like a hand grenade with the pin taken out. <laughs> and you're going to go place him in the middle of what we would like to consider a playoff push for the San Francisco 49ers. No, I can't see it. It just doesn't add up. Maybe Baker catches on with a team in the offseason, but you're not bringing him in to be a backup. Because, like I said, nobody really likes Baker. And Seems to be the trend. If they really yeah. wanted to kick the tires on Baker, all they have to do is go in and pull Christian McCaffrey inside the other in, in the office and say, "Hey, what I, do you think of this guy?" A colleague of mine hit and me I up. He's like, like, "Are you I kidding feel like me?" Christian with this? McCaffrey would have no choice but to be honest and say, "Look, Brock Purdy's way better, right? <laughs> Brock <laughs> Purdy's the guy." That's not a bad assessment that that conversation would be had. Absolutely, no, it, it would 100% be one hundred percent. would yeah. be had. And look, Brock Purdy could flick it, bro. I've, he could. He's, I've heard he, Iowa State. He did really well in college. Uh, Brock Purdy. He's a fan favorite. We'll just say that. Everybody's uh, got to love a little Brock. Right, right now. And the players like him. If you watch, there was season. NFL films. They had a lot of the players mic'd up. A lot of the exchanges coming off the field between the defense and the offense. And the defense is rallying around Brock. You know, it got your back, Brock. So love it. Love it. Reigning defense. He knows champion. the system. You're going to bring in Baker, who doesn't. I was just all of a sudden checking out trying the, to make that work in December. I'm right. Like, I was checking out the Mojo app just to see where Baker moved yesterday. After release, he actually went up. So this is opportunity for him to latch on somewhere. His stock will probably rise just a little bit more, actually, if he does land on a team. So we'll see if he gets through waivers. Now, if you're a defensive uh, or if you're a uh, uh, reason why I bring up a defensive mindset, if you're an NFC team that's in front of the 49ers right now and you have a chance to fill a spot, would you do it just to play defense? If they if like. If Atlanta or or just I don't know some random team that's ahead of the 49ers just in the waiver priority, all the things that I was just saying, I'm gonna say, hey, the best the 49ers defense, just don't the best care. defense we could play here is just hopefully sign Baker. All right, right. If <laughs> anyway. we're in the playoff push, and I'm like, oh, well, especially if you're Carolina, I mean, if you're Atlanta, you, you just dealt with Baker, but Baker actually beat Atlanta this year. No, 
Uh, I think I don't know. Either I, way, let's either not, way, that's that's completely irrelevant. Um, I do want to check on one more thing, and yeah, he is down right now, and that is my friend and yours, Odell Beckham Jr. Down just point oh two percent, so nothing. Yeah, nothing. He was spotted at the Dallas Mavericks game last night with Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons. Why? Well. You know, obviously he had a visit with the Cowboys, and we'll see if that happens. I mean, like the, his market will spike no matter where he goes because he's going to go to a contender. He's going to go to a playoff team. He's going to be playing within, hopefully, you would think, if you're signing him, the next three weeks, four weeks maybe. So yeah, like, playoff there's, push. There's a little bit of, um, I think, I don't know if Odell's ready yet. I think They've they, done. They're, apparently there was some kind of physical uh, that was done yesterday, medicals that were done yesterday with the visit to the But Cowboys. I don't think it was him lining up. No, no. You know, and that, seven on seven drill. Is that ever the case, though? I mean, like. Mm, yeah, actually. Like, guys, yeah. guys pass their physicals, but usually it's like pull-ups and sit-ups and like stuff like that. Unless, they really don't. Unless you're trying to prove that your knee is healthy. This is very true, yeah. And right. you're about to spend millions of dollars on yes, this guy. We'll see. Anyway, I don't know um, that. I don't know that just going long on Odell right now is the play based on the fact that he's definitely going to sign somewhere because I think there could be good news, meaning he signed somewhere, followed by, oh, Odell's going to be limited this week. He's going to be limited. In the <laughs> Odell next signs. Week. He's so, questionable for the rest of his career. Exactly. Let, <laughs> so, let's just pump the we'll brakes. See, we'll see what happens with Odell up. Beckham. Top movers. Uh, so Monday Night Football comes and goes last night. The Bucks with a miraculous win, a comeback win, Tom Brady, all this stuff. He's the subject of a top mover. And I understand the top movers usually consist of guys that are on the move, uh, you know, in regards to big-time spikes um, or, or drops or whatever the case may be. Now, just to give you an idea as of what the market did yesterday, um, when I was looking at it this morning, we're, getting, we're gathering our information. Clearly, the top mover is a Rashid Shahid, uh, which is a 12.8% jump. Uh, why this is important is because the, the the market expects him to just move another $1.36 for the rest of his career. So if you think that this guy has a role, there's an investment to be made, right? I mean, that's, that's how we play this market. That's how you bet on these guys. Um, but the conversation has to start with Tom Brady before we get into any Saints. Because Tom Brady is now, if you think about it, going into this week, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not dead in the water by any stretch, they're in first place in the NFC South, and now it's 6-6. Six and six, But they could have been still in first place with a 5-7 well, and seven record. My question to you, Chris, with a Tom Brady stock, and it's, it's Tom Brady. He is the GOAT of the Mojo stock, too, because he's the highest, uh, highest price tag guy in the history of Mojo, which, again, Mojo's been around for about seven to eight weeks. Um, is Tom Brady worth thinking about investing and going long on him. Reason why I say that is because the surgical drive that he had last night, he's done that a couple times this year. Last night, 36 to 54, two touchdowns, just yeah, one, one you, bad pick, by the way, right in the gut. If you used a multiplier, long multiplier on Brady yesterday, I think you, you netted a little over 10%, which is pretty solid movement for a guy that's where, sitting where he's at at 172, you know, 10% of any any type of... 10% on Brady's stock is insane to me. Is he but coming back? The question is, is Tom Brady <laughs> coming back? I'm looking at it, and for 462 in future market projections, I think Tom Brady's coming back. I hate to say this, but... Oh, God, on, do we not do this anymore? <laughs> like, based on the fact that he's already... You know, I feel like the one hurdle for him, or the one thing, was family time, right? And he wanted to be with his family. Now, I, I understand just because his wife 
left him doesn't mean that he doesn't want to have family time, right? Because yeah, I mean, his it's wife not like you moved, never see your parents again. She after moved a across the the bay or whatever it is. Like they could throw, he could throw a football to his son, country mile from front yard to front yard. Sure. Right? So I don't know if Tom Brady's gonna gonna retire or not retire, but if I had my choice right here, or if I had my, if I'm predicting if Tom Brady's playing, I say yes. Look at the way he's reacting on the sideline. Fourth quarter comeback again. They're going to be in the playoffs again now. There was a point in the game yesterday where I was saying, like, wow, the Saints are really about to bounce Brady right now. I, I'm, I'm that guy, pal. I'm that guy. I Right after the pick that he threw into the gut of the defender, I'm sitting there. I'm like, done. Washed. Over. It's mm. over. He's done that to me twice now this year where I just I look like a fool, you know, because I'm thinking, like, that's look, it. It's over. It and was he, like three or four years ago that when, when – the Patriots started losing a little bit of their offensive weapons. I think Edelman was banged up, and it looked like Tom Brady's old. Like this offense just doesn't work. You know they got it, and then all of a sudden Tom Brady goes to Tampa and they win the Super Bowl, and the rest is history. So I'm not going to write off Tom Brady yet. Father Time is undefeated, but unfortunately Tom Brady, I think, is on HGH. <laughs> something. <laughs> something. He's got to be on something because how do you how do you do this at 45? And like I said, it'd be one thing. He did look 45 Bro, a couple times the, last did night. Did you see the the clip of him? Are you kidding me? What the? You, well, what was that? Well, I, I just want to. I also want to say that there was no Todd Bowles. Microsoft services harmed was in the production at Todd of that. Bowles I don't know, but again, he wanted to go for it on fourth and seven or something like that in their own territory, and Bowles was like, "Get off the field, Tom. We're punting." And Tom's like, "Okay." And no, like, it wasn't. There was but no. Then he, he listen. He ran off the field gingerly, and then he sat down. And then there was an explosion. Look, Tom Brady's a lunatic. He really is. He's an and absolute it, lunatic. You can't question. That's the thing with these guys, like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Like, there was a lot of, does Rodgers give a crap anymore? You know, does Brady care? He's just kind of going through the motion. When these guys show that they're so irate so with their team. It's when people, when people say that. But I'm just saying, it's this proof is in the pudding. If he didn't care, he'd be sitting there doing nothing. If Rodgers didn't care, he wouldn't be screaming at some of the guys that he's screaming at. That shows that they give a crap, so therefore... I mean, look, I don't want to say Brady's coming back because right now, right now, if the playoffs started today, the Dallas Cowboys are the five seed. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with this guy at the helm is the four seed. Do I really want, like, the Cowboys could be playing all world and all their percentages and odds went up yesterday. Everybody's excited in Cowboy Nation. But then you're like, oh, cool. I'll just go play Tom Brady in the playoffs. This ought to work out well. Like, you know, it's just, it's a recipe for disaster. I'm done talking about Brady. It's already giving me nightmares and the cold sweats right now. So I really want to do it. But again, if you think he's going to come back next year, a long bet on Tom Brady is the way to go. Do it. Do it now. Um, how about a short bet on a guy that just couldn't get it going last night? Alvin Kamara. Okay. There's something to be said about what happened with him last night. 12 carries, 26 yards, two catches for 11 yards. Is this just a product of just a bad offense all around? Because Kamara used to be one of the more explosive players in this league. And that was all under the tool, uh, the, the toolage of, of a Drew Brees, who was your quarterback, and, and who can Sean dump Payton. it off. And Sean Payton as your coach, correct. But now, I mean, look, the guy's a lost cause. I don't even remotely think about Alvin Kamara as a top back in the NFL anymore. I really don't. Yeah, t uh, I mean, under 10 carries. And last night, he's, again, he's, he's he averaging dips. He's averaging uh, just under 10 carries a game over the, the last five games. So that's not good. And he's still a factor in the passing game, which we kind of expect with the Kamara situation. But it's still, that's way less than it used to be in his career. 
Um, I, I, every time I looked up yesterday, I'm looking at Mark Ingram carrying the ball. And then I looked at the end, and Kamara still outcarried him, but he didn't outgain him, right? Kamara just isn't that guy in between the tackles. He never really was, but because of his ability doing other things, you could kind of get away with that. And look, if Mark Ingram is still stealing carries from, from Alvin Kamara, that says enough for me. Ingram's been at a bunch of stops. It hasn't worked out but at like it- three of them. Is it a product of a bad offense? Like, would you think there would be a resurgence in a Kamara right now? When you're looking at the Mojo market, market stock looking and he's right down, now. would you think there would be a resurgence when the Saints add a different quarterback of sorts? Or, or right now, like, it, it's it's just a tough it's tough so, sledding for so the Saints. So he's in his sixth year, right? They don't he's, have a first-round pick, so he's, it's not he's like He's in his can, sixth year. Look, they don't really have much in, the, in terms of the future for Kamara, so it is attainable for him. I think if a, they get a quarterback in town, which is – Less likely than we think at this point because they don't really have a top pick. They don't have the draft pick. It's the Eagles that have their pick. So it's just they don't have a first-round pick. So now you're wondering, like, what's the move? Who's the quarter? It ain't Jameis. It ain't Dalton. So who's it going to be? And that's where all of a sudden your Alvin Kamara stock takes a massive hit. We saw it last night. These guys stink. I think Kamara, yeah, it's it's time to go short on Kamara. Yeah, and that's that's a weird feeling because, Truly again, is. in all fantasy things, right, this guy used to be a top five pick. If he got past the fifth pick in the draft, you would be like, I can't believe he Not slipped. Not to mention that I still feel like there's a suspension looming next year. That's another thing. That's another reason why you could short him right now because after this season, he's got all the hearings and stuff for that little incident he had in Vegas. So – Again, Kamara is just on the downward slide. The entire Saints team minus Chris Olave because that dude's a star. He did drop his first ball it's of the year. Interesting. He's he's sandwiched in between um, Saquon, new then, contract, and then Mark Ingram. He's behind Mark Ingram. In it's front just of him. like you can't can't get away. Damn from man, Ingram just he'll be in your dreams for the rest of your life. Um, another running back situation that developed last night was the return of Leonard Fournette. Uh, he missed a couple games with the hip injury. He's been getting, you know, he's been banged up. Look, the guy's a hard-nosed runner. The, he doesn't stop. He's got an engine that just keeps on going, right? He outrushes the attempts over a Rashad White in which Rashad White, you knew he would take a dip in in in, um, in carries because of, of Leonard Fournette, but you didn't know that Fournette was going to outcarry him because even when Fournette was healthy, Rashad White started to come on as the premier like back and all of a sudden Leonard Fournette would be the guy yeah. to supplement a little bit. 49 okay. yards for Fournette, 28 for the, so Fournette gets up, doesn't score. Rashad averages catches the yeah, game when he touchdown, I mean, but he's still down. I, I think that Rashad White went down a little bit, rightfully so, because he isn't getting the full full workload. And Fournette went up. Who does though at this point? You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was well, Fournette was hurt. When Fournette was hurt. So that's why he went down a little bit. Um, I don't know that anyone knew if Fournette was going to be coming back this year at all because it was a lot of mixed reports that I saw when he first was injured that it might just be the end of the road for Fournette and Tampa. Mm. I think after this season, if Tom Brady comes back, there's a chance they bring Leonard Fournette back. But I also, because of the hesitance, me even saying that I know for a fact Tom Brady's coming back, that puts a little more of a cloud around Leonard Fournette's situation. I think he ends up somewhere, right? Yeah. But when we look at the free agent backs going into this offseason, there's uh, Kareem Hunt, there's a Fournette, there's guys like Alex Madison who you would think are going to try and put Is themselves Madison in a, a situation. Free agent? Yeah, oh, he's going to put himself in a situation where he could get paid. Um, yeah. Also, get the ball a little bit more. Right. So there's going to be some talented backs coming in through the draft. I don't know that Fournette could end up on a team where he's going to be the starter, but at the very least, he'll probably be in a share and he'll get some goal line work. But I do think Rashad White next year is going to be the clear-cut starter in Tampa Bay, 
even if they bring Fournette back? Because you're seeing it right now. Look, yesterday you said Fournette out out carried him just by one, by ten one, to nine, yeah. right? But they both had six catches, and Rashad White did have that touchdown late in the game, so he ended up out gaining him or outperforming him as on the stat sheet, sure. But the the bigger story here really is Fournette's back. They're they're going to make a playoff push, and playoff Lenny is coming, right? It so is, I think if yeah. the market's looking towards anything, why did Fournette go up? He's back. He's seemingly healthy, and he's going to get at least half of the carries in Tampa Bay. Yeah, right? and now Leonard Fournette, by the way, is also offered a 15-time multiplier. So if at any time in the offseason he signs somewhere else or re-signs with Tampa, you're going to see some movement That's there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think – I think Rashad White is a clear buy right now. I'm going long on him because I think he's going to be the starter no matter what happens next season, even if Fournette comes back. But I don't think just because Fournette's out in Tampa that he's done in his career, he's going to end up somewhere else as well. I agree. I agree. All right, so last week we decided to uh, dip into the – the old spreadsheets that we got sent, and it's basically showing you the movement between week one and week 12. Now, preface this, I don't know if there's any significant, significant movement on the market. Well, I mean, I do know because I watched it and I saw it over the weekend. But this list um, of top movers for the NFC was compiled last week going into week 12. So this is something to still keep your eye on as far as guys that you want to short, go long on. Just guys you want to bet on for the rest of this year in particular because, again, these are big conversations that tomorrow we're going to dip more into playoff teams. You know what I mean? The teams that are going to be seeing more action in January and possibly February and guys that you would want to, you know, entertain on the mojo market. Now, we start with the NFC East. Clearly, we've seen a lot of movement out of, you know, out of two teams out of there. And it's been the Philadelphia Eagles and it's been the Dallas Cowboys. The gem of gems, the guy who's made me the most money on my portfolio this season in particular has been Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is playing all world. There's nothing stopping this dude. He's a locomotive, and he's heading right towards the MVP. Um, if that happens, expect more of a surge, a, re, uh, a surge in his stock price because right now Hurts is sitting there with the with the tours of the world of undervalued quarterbacks in this league right now, as, as far as the mojo market is concerned. Um, the biggest loser over in, 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 well, biggest, you know, faller, I don't want to call him a loser. I don't know the guy, but he did lose that fumble. Quez Watkins is actually the big, biggest, the faller, um, of the Eagles. And that's, again, he's down 43%. That's somebody I'm not even paying attention to right now. That's just somebody that just, again, omit him. So go long Jalen Hurts. You agree. Correct. Yeah, I mean, that's just a, agree. I still think Jalen Hurts, I don't think he's the, the, the most underpriced quarterback because he's starting them. to catch up a little bit. Yeah, but one he's of one of them for yeah. sure, and I'm I'm definitely in on Jalen Hurts long. Interesting uh, development in Dallas. I mean, obviously the biggest mover right now, despite the fact that you know their offense has sputtered out at times. When Dak's back now, they're averaging 35 plus a game, right? But Noah Brown is actually one of their biggest movers because of the fact that the expectations weren't big for Noah Brown, and now if you add an Odell, this this stock will fall. So like if if again if you decided to go long on Noah Brown, which again when you're investing in this market and you're betting on these players, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know he's going to get a couple ba uh, balls his way. His touchdown volume is going to be down a little bit. I'm not worried about that. The bigger story in Dallas is the tight end room, okay? They got four guys capable of doing big things over there, and Dalton Schultz is their biggest faller at 18% for the year. He does have himself a great game over the last two, right? He, he, but the big thing is he's on the franchise tag. When you have three other capable tight ends behind him, Maybe a short play on Dalton Schultz is the way to go, considering he may not be here next year. 
I think he ends up a starter somewhere next year. But if so they maybe sign, it's a go long play. If they sign Odell, there's one guy sitting in the locker room that's like, "This is my money." And that's Dalton <laughs> Schultz. If they bring in true. Odell, Dalton Schultz is gone. That's a no no brainer to me. All right. Um, uh, I'm still yeah. gonna not. I'm not shooting Dalton Schultz though. Based okay. on based on that information, based I on think. the fact that you think he's going to go somewhere else and sign another contract. All right, interesting. Yeah, because I I personally, as a guy who covers the team, the Cowboys, I, I can't I can't see. I, I'm not, I don't live in a world where I think that they carry these four. And while I said this is a great thing to have, it's fun. All four tight ends have a role, but going forward, you just don't see it. Uh, the New York Giants' biggest faller. There's two of them. One of them's not even in New York anymore. He's over in Kansas City. That was Kadarius Tony. But now you're looking at a Kenny Galladay as their worst player, both on the field, on the market, everywhere. Kenny Galladay is a go short right now because the way I see it, this dude will not be here next year. There's no way there's going to be some kind of resurgence of Kenny Galladay in New York with a $20 million price tag or whatever it is. Like That, that just doesn't make sense to me, and Galladay is not the dude. I don't know if they're able to cut him. I didn't look at the contract, but even if they do, nobody's going to bring Kenny Galladay in to, to throw him the ball. His big money days are over. Yeah, he's not going to he's not going to have he's not going to be filling the stat sheets anytime soon. So yeah, I agree. But there's really not much to talk about in terms of the guys you have listed here. Saquon and Daniel Jones, that's the whole story with the Giants right now. Are the Giants going to pay him? Are they going to pay both of them? Are they going to pay one of them? Are they going to franchise one? That's the situation to monitor. He's only guaranteed 4.5 next year, so they can get out of this if they want. Both guys are going to be Giants in terms of Saquon and Daniel Jones. It's just a matter of are they going to make either one of them angry? I think I think Saquon gets the franchise tag and Daniel Jones gets the contract. The biggest mover over in Washington, obviously, is Tyler Heineke. Everybody knows what's happened over there. But my bigger play right now is the shorting of Carson Wentz. I don't care where he goes. Doesn't matter. He is a failed NFL quarterback. I don't care if he was in the MVP conversation before he got hurt. It's over. He's not the guy. Short Carson Wentz at all costs. Don't even blink. Don't hesitate. Just do that. Because I just, I, the guy's just not a quarterback in the NFL anymore. He's just not. So, um, moving on real quick, the Vikings, okay? Clearly, this is the big, like, when you have superstars on your team, again, without using multipliers, sometimes it's hard for those guys to move. It doesn't matter. Justin Jefferson up 14% this year. He's a superstar. That's your go-long. That's your safest play, maybe as in the wide receiver department, right? Him, maybe Jamar Chase, guys like that. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in football right now. He's the top. Right, he's the Tom Brady of the receivers. So right. every time you click on a receiver in the Mojo Market, you got to see Justin Jefferson's name staring yep. at you. Kind of makes me sick as a Packer fan. <laughs> but I was asked the other day, who's the best receiver in football, by like one of my ne- uh, nephews, and the answer is like, unfortunately, I have to say this, but it's Justin Jefferson. So yeah, only up fourteen percent. Like Jefferson, Ceedee Lamb is like right there's there. There's a lot of room for growth there. I think Justin Jefferson is just going to keep on going up. Stairway to heaven. Big faller here is Irv Smith Jr. because he was the tight end over there, right? Gets banged up a little bit, and then they trade. Then they trade for TJ Hawkinson. I'm shorting Irv Smith going <laughs> yeah. forward. Definitely short. The Lions. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Biggest mover. We all know this. 19% up for the year going into last week, and then he has another monster week, so that percentage is definitely higher. Um, it is one of those safe bets where I think that if Goff stays or goes, doesn't matter who this quarterback is, Amon Ross Brown is the guy. And, of course, DJ Chark hasn't really panned out over there. He's down 25% yeah, he of the year. he had a nice year. game against he his did. former team he this did. past week. I mean, that's, that, he got a, got a little game ball action. Yeah, he so did. He's uh, not going to get you much in the mojo market. Though. Right now, yeah. the Lions hold the fourth pick in the draft because of that Rams trade. So be on the lookout for this team as they get scrappier and scrappier as they go. 
the Packers. It's it's clear and apparent. It is Jordan Love is the biggest mover. He is the future quarterback. You would think. I don't think there's any addressing right now. Right now they hold the 11th pick in the draft. If things go anywhere, if they play 500 ball the rest of the year, they'll probably find themselves right around where they're at right now. So that's interesting. I don't know if they would entertain so bringing of, in another of, guy. A lot of good buys on the Packers. Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Romeo yeah. Dubs. Yeah, I feel like they're all three you should be in. Aaron Lazard is actually the one that's trended down uh, in the market, but that's because of the emergence of a couple of these other guys. So I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. I think the, the Packers are putting themselves in a position where they have some young talent. Alan Lazard was looked at as the number one this year. Hasn't really lived up I to that, that, but he doesn't have to. I don't think Alan Lazar, I think he was the number one by default, but I don't think anybody in Green Bay or anywhere else, for that matter, really looked at it as Alan Lazard as a number one. Yeah. So he is who he is, and it's good that we have somebody stepping in to take that number one role. The Chicago Bears, Khalil Herbert is their biggest gainer, and he gets, I think, yeah, for the year, right? He's the, he's the one who busted his knee, but he, he was the biggest riser for a little while. The Fallers, man. Another St. Brown is actually a Monroe's brother. Komet, Pringle, Mooney, they're all down over the course of this last stretch run. The Bears now hold the second overall pick with a lot of cap money. Keep your eyes on the Chicago Bears in the offseason, especially within the mojo market, because when they start spending money, they're going to put it in the right places. Get some talented receivers over there. Get maybe a backup running back for Montgomery. Is Montgomery the guy? I don't know. but I don't know that they're going to spend it in the right places. That's the Bears' MO is uh, okay, so bad nope. free agent signings. No faith. But I do see Cole Komet down over 20% since week one. I do think Cole Komet over the last couple of weeks or really the month and a half, he's, he's on his way. Up. Yeah, he's on and his way. And I think that's a guy that you could buy low on. I do like Mooney, the player. I think he's one of the best route runners in football. But I don't think Justin Fields could throw, and he's hurt. So unless hmm. he gets traded. Interesting. We just saw the Bucks last night, uh, their biggest mover, believe it or not. Like, again, not a lot of offense out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but Cade Otten has come on as Tom Brady's, one of Tom Brady's guys with the, I mean, they signed Kyle Rudolph. He hasn't done nothing. And then there was, um, who's their other tight end? I can't think of off the top of my head. The guy, he's hurt every week. He was out with an illness this week. Cameron Brate. Cameron Brate, out with an illness. So Cade Otten's going to get opportunities. That could be the guy to dip into because I think his price is, is relatively good. Yeah, and Rashad White, biggest mover down. We already talked about him. Yeah, so. I'm with it. I'm with a Rashad White. He's The emergence will happen. Um, the Falcons, the biggest one here is Desmond Ritter. Now, Chris, quick question. Yes or no? Easy. Gun to your head. Does this move get made right now, this year? They're 5-8. and eight. They're one and a half games out behind Tampa Bay. They still relatively have a shot. But once they're eliminated, which is probably going to be within the next couple of weeks, is Ritter going to play this year? Yeah, I okay. think Ritter gets a couple starts. I don't think it's going to be because Mariota can't play or isn't playing well, and I think they're going to make that very clear that this isn't a handing the job for forever kind this of situation. This is what we got this in Ritter. Yeah. See what we got over here and let him get some real game action against real NFL players, not just preseason. Um, and the biggest thing, obviously, we talked about this a lot. He's not the biggest faller, but right now would probably be the best time to invest in a Kyle Pitts. If you think this guy is the guy over there and is yeah, the generational yeah. talent that people I, think he is. I wouldn't say right now because, again, there's probably a little bit of other places I would like to displace my funds right now. Mm. But there is going to be a time come this offseason where I think it's time to, to definitely reinvest into Kyle Pitts. Um, I just say that right now I would hold off a little bit. I would, I would sit that one out for now. Okay. Just playoff football coming up. I don't want to displace any funds in a guy that's on the That's line. very true. Um, the Saints, we've already talked about Chris Alave a little bit this morning. We've talked about him a lot on this show. He's up 17% for the year. Um, so, and again, this went into last night. He had one drop, but a couple nice catches as well. Jameis Winston down 21%. These guys don't have a first-round pick. So 
I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be tough sledding to see what the Saints do with the quarterback situation and everything that's happening over there. It's not it's not looking great. Um, and like I said, they, they would have had the fourth pick, <laughs> but they gave it away to the Eagles. Um, the Panthers right now, their biggest mover is Terrence Marshall. Now, there's a lot of hope and a lot of hype behind this guy to be eventually be wide receiver one down there, and I think he has the ability to do so. The biggest question now as they sit there, as it stands, as the sixth overall pick, they're 1,000% drafting a quarterback. It ain't P.J. Walker. They just cut Baker. It ain't Sam Darnold. They got to make a move. They, they got to get the franchise guy. To get a quarterback. Yeah, they have to. They have to. There's a, there's no way the Panthers leave the draft that night, night one, without their new franchise quarterback. They have to make a move. So keep your eye on the college market as the quarterbacks are also starting to gain some traction. Playoff time. Did you hear? Real quick, sidebar. Um, Ohio State receiver going to skip the entire playoff? Yeah. I hate that. Why? I I, I don't know. I just maybe it's just first the moral all, thing. First like, of all, go get yourself a national title, kid. Oh yeah. But or that millions you, and millions that, and millions and of dollars. You what? Please spare <laughs> yeah. me that. Yeah, and then secondly, it's a conversation to be secondly, had. he's been injured all year. Yeah, I guess all just, year. And he's declaring. So what was his name? Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And Nick, he's Nick a Jigba, he's right. a projected top ten pick. Yeah, so with I guess. The injury, though, yeah, let me go play. You know what happened with Jamison Williams last year? We're still waiting on Yes, him. we still are. Because of what? <laughs> exactly. His natty that so he the, didn't even win. The 49ers in the NFC West um, is Jimmy G. Everybody saw him rise, and now we saw him fall. Uh, the Jimmy G show is over for the year. Um, not, it's weird situations. Purdy is obviously going to hey, move. Brock Purdy's the top mover now, baby. He is. So I can and, guarantee and, you that he jumped up since this list it was It doesn't incepted. seem unless, unless there's a move for Baker Mayfield, which again, no, 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 we don't not, predict it's it, not it's not okay so he the 49ers, thinks it's not. the a team will pick claim baker it's just said but it will not be the 49ers cool i'm with it all right so no 49ers uh for the uh jimmy i mean uh, for, for um, baker. baker mayfield moving on over to the cardinals i haven't been excited about this team at all their biggest mover is obviously hopkins when he came back off the suspension that's really it connor down 16 percent. they cut eno benjamin so it's just like I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i not in on any Cardinals right now. I don't think there's any reason to be. Hopkins is one of those. I like Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, Hopkins, down with Hopkins, Hopkins has been one of the better receivers in football for as long as we've known him. But again, the Cardinals, they're in little disarray. I'm not putting any of my money on the mojo market over there. Um, oh switching over Hopkins. gears to the Rams, they need a running back, and they got no draft capital. They need a running back. I know it's Kyron Williams is up 32% for the year because of the fact that it hasn't panned out with Akers, hasn't panned out with Henderson, hasn't panned out with Sonny Michelle, hasn't panned out with anybody. Was it Sonny Michelle's over there or is he the Charger? He's in the Charger. Ah, it's an L.A. thing. Uh, but it hasn't panned out with any running backs. So no first-round picks, no money to spend. Rams, and you said the other day with the Stafford conversation, Rams might be a bad football team for a couple years. I don't know if the Rams have a second round pick. I don't, I don't know, know if they have a third They might not pick, pick until 2026. For the next couple no years, they really just gutted everything. And now they don't even have good players. It's tough. I'm looking at that offense. Remember, remember that GM out, was like, F Matthew them draft Stafford picks. Out. The best thing that could possibly happen to this team at this point would probably be Stafford to retire. And we've been trying to say that. So, anyway, wrapping it up with the Seahawks. We all know the story. Geno Smith show. He's up over the course. Of, and he had a monster game last week. So, this is probably even higher than 52%. It's probably in maybe the 55, 56. He's up big. So, Geno Smith is the long-term play. We think here he's going to be the quarterback of the future for the Seahawks. He's still relatively young. I'm not saying he's a spring chicken. But I'm saying he's, he's definitely got some legs under him. And, of course, you can go ahead and short Drew Locke if you like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's... That's not going to be a thing. He's never going to find himself in that position. 
position to start there. I don't know if he starts anywhere ever for the rest of his life. So that could be a short play as well. And Rashad Penny down 43%. You got obviously Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, Walker is, is the guy, but he's also hurt. He's a little banged up. He still might go actually this week. So we're waiting on that injury report. It's only Tuesday. You don't get the first one until like Wednesday afternoon. That's the NFC. In a nutshell. And I felt like I was like, what do you call those the guys that machine, do like the auctions? The machine guy? No, the auctions. Oh, same thing. Sold. You know what I mean? I, That's know, what I, I looked felt like. over, it was like the 18-minute mark, and I was like, well, we have 12 <laughs> teams to do still. 16 we like to take to our time. We, listen, we want to make sure we deliver as <laughs> much. I don't know if you much. saw me. I was calling the audible underneath. Yeah, you, I was like, you were literally yeah, like, can't, 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 can't. Just trying to change the play. I'm like, okay, I'll run. Um, but anyway, so that's a show. Tomorrow, like I said, we're going to focus more on the playoff teams. Playoffs. Do you know that's the anniversary? I think it's today. I think I saw that. The anniversary of the old Jim Mora playoffs. I didn't know that. But anyway, we'll talk playoffs tomorrow. We'll talk playoff teams that guys that you might want to invest in right now because they're going to have a deeper run in January. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode. And before I get out of here, I know that Anthony's over there probably like, ah, you missed something, Dave. Go follow us. Go follow us right now over on Mojo. At Instagram, on Twitter, over there on TikTok. Do that at Mojo, M-O-J-O, easy to find us. Join the Discord so we can have conversations just like this day in and day out. It doesn't just have to be at 9 o'clock in the morning. It could be anytime on the Discord. So, once again, for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, A5, here at Chop Studios, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll see you guys back here on a hump day.